Okay, I'm going to invite you to return to your seats, please. As you're doing that, let me just remind you that the, the youth are collecting food to take to the food bank. Um, so as you make your way here next Sunday, maybe bring an extra grocery bag of some stuff that the youth can take to the food bank when they go the following Tuesday. Baby bottles are also being collected um, today. I assume some brought them back filled with change. Today's Father's Day, and that's when they get returned. Happy Father's Day to those of you who are fathers and father figures. I don't want to diminish the fact that uh, those who may not be fathers themselves often still play that role for someone else. So blessings on you today as well. Would you grab your Bibles? Would you hold your Bible? Let's hold our Bibles and pray. Your phone will suffice. Lord, this is our posture of worship. This is our posture of coming as disciples. who are ready to study and then to go and do likewise. This is our posture coming to you saying that we treasure what you say and what you do. We treasure who you are. We are not here for pieces of candy. We are here for transformation. Jesus says, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Lord, may there be spirit and life this morning. Have your way. We come not as people of the book, but people of the God of the book. We do not worship your word. We worship the one to whom the scriptures point. Jesus says, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have life. But it is they that point to me. Lord, may everything this morning point to the one who is life. Come and have your way among us. We love you, Lord. We have seen Jesus, and he is far better than we thought. We have experienced your spirit at work here the spirit of Christ, the spirit of him, the father who raised Christ from the dead, who now lives in us, Roman says. Come.
You say where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. And I claim that this morning for us. That having come because of who Jesus is, having come to seek him, having come to hear you, Lord, We know that you will prove your scriptures, your word to be true, that you will be here among us in ways that are different, heightened even, than as we walk out of here and go our separate ways. Though you are always with us when we come together in your name, something special happens. Come, Lord. It's our privilege to follow you. It's our privilege to be invited into what you are doing. It is not because of merit. We did not earn any of this. We did not earn our relationship with you. We did not earn the latest thing that you have done for us. So may we simply live out of gratitude. I think of the armor of God that says that we put on the breastplate of righteousness. It's Christ's righteousness. As Paul says, not having a righteousness of our own that came from keeping the law. We didn't do it. We didn't make ourselves good. We didn't lift ourselves into your favor. You granted it to us because of your ongoing grace and mercy and compassion and deep, deep love for your people. Thank you, Lord. I think of that psalm that says, that talks about how great are the works of the Lord, and then it says they are studied by all who delight in him. Make us students of your activity. Make us students who learn from your works. Your word and your works. Would you have your way here this morning in such a way that your word and your works bring wisdom and knowledge, not simply cognitive, but that there might be a change of life as we recognize what you're saying and doing? You have moved significantly among us Grant us a discerning and wise heart. Grant us the perception and recognition of your work and what that means for us. Grant us to be like Jesus 
who always walked in step with the Spirit. Who came without his own agenda, saying, I do not seek my own will or my own glory, but only the Father's. I do nothing on my own, but only what I see and hear the Father doing. That's what I speak. That's what I say. That's what I do. Make us like Jesus. Lord, would you pour out your spirit on this community? Would you make us people increasingly receptive to your work and to your presence that we may live like Jesus? Come, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. What what is a weather vane? Shows the direction of the wind. So it's one of those things that has northeast, south, and west on it, but then it has an and it has a rooster. Eileen's has a rooster on top. How many of you have seen a weather vane? You're not just a country girl. <laughs> There's a few more here. Does a weather vane create the wind? Does a weather vane dictate where the wind goes? This is a weather vane message. I didn't create the wind, and I'm not telling you where the wind is going. But we've had some weather vane moments, and that I need to point to the weather vane in our congregation in the last couple of weeks. It's very similar to what's happening in the book of John. We're at a point in the book of John where we've been in the section of John. I haven't pointed this out before, but this section of John is commonly known as the book of signs. In other words, Jesus does all of the things. We constantly talk about signs point, right? Weather vane points. Signs point. We're in the book of signs. And they've kept pointing ahead. They've kept pointing to Jesus. They've been, the works have been increasing in the book of signs. Not only that, we have seen in John that Jesus has been anointed with the Spirit and walks in step with the Spirit, as I just prayed. And we have regularly reminded ourselves of this. And I will continue to repeat that because that needs to get into the very bones uh, and, and it, it needs to become part of the, the, um, the glasses that we wear as we read Scripture. So that every time you read the Gospels, you read through the lens of Jesus, was, um, Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power, and therefore went about going to good and went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Jesus is the perfect example of how to walk in step with the Spirit. 
It, it, what he models for us is accessible to you and to me. So we have a book of signs, and we have Jesus anointed and being led by the Spirit. And we have seen how the signs have been increasing in John. We have just seen, it started with turning the water into wine, right? Very cool. Then someone comes to Jesus and says, come heal my son. And Jesus heals from a distance and the fever leaves the son. And we see a man healed who'd been um, lame for 38 years, the pool of Bethesda. And then we see Jesus multiply bread and still a storm. And, and now, most recently, we have seen Jesus heal a man blind from birth. We're seeing signs, and there's the leading of the Spirit. And now we come to chapter 11. What's next in chapter 11? Where's the weather vane pointing? What's chapter 11? Has anyone read ahead? Lazarus. Jesus' greatest miracle. We have a book of signs. We have the leading of the Spirit. And Lazarus is next. There's an increase happening. More and more is coming. I'm going to pause there, and I will pick up parts of this story later on in this message. But what I need to do now is weave this together with our story. Because we have been seeing a book of signs. How many of you were here last Sunday? Did you see the signs? Last Sunday was the, one of the most significant Sundays we have had in the last couple of years as we heard testimony after testimony after testimony of God at work among us, we have a book of signs. People stood up here and declared how God had been speaking to them, how God had been working in them, how God has been showing himself strong on behalf of people who need him. We have a book of signs. And that was not the only Sunday we have had that. We have had regular stories of God at work here. Has he always been at work here? Absolutely. Since long before I was born. But we have a book of signs. We have a weather vane pointing. We have testimonies. Testimony after testimony. If you have not, if you were not here last week and you have not heard that message, it is online, I think. Yes. It is online. Go listen to those stories because it is a significant marker in the life of this church. We have signs. And we have the leading of the Spirit. We shared this at the AGM. Some of you were there. I'm going to recap it for you because it's a story of how God has been leading us. At the AGM, we started by talking about how over the the past year, 
or more, we, the, the council has been actively processing how the Lord has been leading us, and it has not been easy. And what we have constantly needed are signs, testimonies. But what they have done is brought us to a point of going, the Lord has a weather vane for us, and it's been pointing. And, and it's time for us to, to, to recognize that and to call it for what it is. We have seen God at work. This, this church called a pastor who said, I'm going in this direction, and I couldn't have possibly been more clear about it. And Amos says, that the book of Amos says, um, it asks a question, can two walk together unless they are agreed? And the church called a pastor walking in a direction. That's a significant marker that God gave to the church. But it's not enough, not nearly. And I, I once again remind us, weather veins don't create or dictate the wind. This is about responding. It's about recognizing. We started at, as as we within this congregation have been seeing God move in new ways, new to us. And we've had to wrestle. We have, we've had people who have seen that the Lord, there's a weather vane and, and there, it's pointing in a certain direction. And some have said, we see that direction and we are not going. And that's been hard. And we have grieved. We were not going to be callous about that at all. But I do name that to say, if someone sees a direction, we have a direction. Further to that, we've had people who have joined us saying, we see the direction. We're here because we're following that direction too. We resonate. The Lord is working. Then we have the stories. We have the testimonies. So what our council had to do over the last year was see that there were these markers, that God was indicating something to us that we had to pay attention to. It was not at all a matter of a pastor or or a council saying, we need to decide this because weather vanes don't create the wind nor do they dictate where the wind going, go, is going. It is entirely our job to represent it well, to, to recognize and respond. And it's the testimonies that have been, the, the, the testimonies and the fruit of what the Lord has been doing here in this last season that has been a confirmation to us that when other people have seen direction here and here and here and here. And then we see the fruit. We go, the Lord is putting something together here for us. So maybe even just pause now and say, Lord, you've been really good and really patient with all of us, especially myself. <laughs> I have received more patience from the Lord in this last year than all of you put together, I assure you. I'm, I'm not kidding. What we then did at the AGM, 
as we transition from me sharing why I just regurgitated my AGM report. What we then did at the AGM was we said, it's now time for our council to share stories. And so one by one, our council members came up and shared their own process of discernment within the last year. Kristen stood up and shared about how crucial it has been and how she has come to learn that learning to recognize the voice of God has become fundamental. But that was new. She, she shared about this growing and deep hunger for more. That the, that the Lord has been good to unity for many, many years, and yet he's calling us to more. And we've been, the testimonies are the fruit of that. Sandra stood up and shared much the same thing, that the Lord has been calling us into more, and he even let us know in advance he was going to be doing this. And she, both she and Kristen reminded us of prophetic words that were given to this community that were confirmed in the last year. That, for example, that it, it was said of this community well in advance, this church would become a hospital church of healed healers. We have people coming to this church and driving at some, sometimes driving hours to come for inner healing and deliverance. I mean, we, we've shared some of the stories. I'm not going to get back into that. Um, it was prophesied over this church that there would be a Sunday night group led by youth. It was prophesied over this church that this church would lead this city in, in outreach. What's the exact word? This city would lead this church in out, This church would lead this city in outreach, and abundance would be given. Well, what happened? A youth started a Sunday night group and we go out to share the good news. <laughs> and we shared those stories, right? It was more testimonies. All that simply to say that the council started recognizing that, that God was saying and doing things. He was, in fact, saying things in advance and then confirming them. Roy bravely stood up and, and shared that some of what had happened in the last year was a, a hard thing for him to wrestle through, and partly because we have had people leave, and we love those people. And that can be hard to reconcile. How can this be God when the person I respect has left? And yet he also bravely, bravely said, the Spirit convicted me about this, showed me it not only in my life but in Scripture. I think he said Scripture. Did you say Scripture? I'm sure you went back to Scripture at some point. <laughs> I know you do because we've been talking about that. But he said, the Spirit convicted me about it to the point where I had to respond to the Spirit that I don't have to have all the answers before I jump in. Did I catch, did I represent what you said well? Kevin Bender then stood up and said, I'm as Baptist as you can possibly get. <laughs> Um, and shared, grew up in a very conservative Baptist community. 
and then shared about how much the Lord has been speaking to him and leading him through things like dreams and visions. And that that can be Baptist. Because he didn't say, I stopped being Baptist. He simply shared, the Lord's been leading me in this way. And I really like it. There, there was just sort of um, a warmth and a, a genuineness that came out of, you know, this is just my story. I'm, I'm Kevin, and I really love the Lord, and he's working in this way in my life. And then he said, and I want more of it. And then we had some time where what we did was open it up to the floor. And we said, how are you? We've shared about how we as leadership have been discerning this in the last year. How are you? seeing the Lord lead. There were a number of things that were shared, and I'm not going to share all of them. But a couple were quite significant. One was that Joel stood up, Joel Kadju, stood up and shared from Revelation 3, the invitation that Jesus gives to the church that's lukewarm. And Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone opens the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together. Hold that meal analogy in your mind. A few more things were shared, and then Sheila bravely stood up and started to speak about how she'd seen God working here, and then in a a way that I can't fully understand or describe, suddenly mentioned, oh, and I had this dream this morning, and I don't know what it means. And through some gentle public pressure that did not include myself, uh, she said, okay, I trust you guys. I will share my dream, but I don't know what it means, and it's really weird. This was her dream. She said, I was going to church, I was going to UBC, but we weren't here at this building, but I was going to church, I had on my pajamas, and everyone else was dressed up more than I was, and, um, and it was for a meal. And she said it this way, she said, I had chicken. Like, bleh. I, like, it's just, I had chicken. And then she looked at at me and she said, but Ben, you were in my dream and you had steak. That was it. I had chicken. You had steak. Chicken is good, friends. Don't you dare feel criticized because what you were brought up with and that Baptist experience you had, like Kevin Bender's good Baptist experience, didn't include what we are currently experiencing. Don't you dare hear that as criticism. Chicken is good. Steak is better. You know that, Albertans. God speaks Albertan. 
I told my wife that dream. She's like, that doesn't work for me. I don't like beef. <laughs> She's really getting a taste for spiritual steak these days, as you saw last week. Chicken is good. And there is more. Steak is better. There is an invitation to a meal for every single person at Unity. See, Sheila and I in those dreams are just representative. Right? This is for all of us. Do you notice what God did? This blew my mind when I got home because I'm a slow thinker. I'm a slow processor. And I was up all night going, oh my goodness, you're even better than I thought. In a conversation at an AGM, almost everyone who stood up shared something about there is more. And, and I'm sure like, well, Kristen, Sandra, Kevin, myself, Sheila, I, I think someone else too, uh, shared about either a dream or a vision. Like that was, that, just, that was just weird and cool to me that at our Baptist AGM, that was what was being shared publicly. But what blew me away even more is that in the very conversation we are having in the moment about those very things, about there is more, and we as leadership are feeling called by God to step into that, having processed our, um, having gone through this process of discernment regarding the weather vane and direction, God confirms it in the moment with the very thing we're talking about. And he's offering us steak. Wow. This is why I say in the last few weeks, we have experienced some of the most significant moments for us of the last three years. Last Sunday and last Wednesday, are among the most significant moments I think that we've had in the last couple of years. Because God is speaking and confirming it and inviting us into something more. I'm going to return to John 11. Please grab your Bibles. I'm going to go... I'm going to read simply the first seven verses. This is, as I said, after Jesus has been anointed with the Spirit, we've had the book of signs. He's been led by the Spirit. And the next word is, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha, Mary was the one who was anointed, who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair, and her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. 
But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. Stop there. We've had the book of signs. We've had the leading of the Spirit. It has been confirmed Lazarus is next. And Jesus pauses. The timing and the pace at which the Lord works are not ours. And it would be very, very easy for the council, myself, to hit the gas because the Lord has confirmed he's moving in this direction. This is where he's going. This is what he's doing. Lazarus is about to be raised. We will see greater things than we have already seen and experienced. If you thought last Sunday was the summit of everything the Lord will do here, you are dead wrong. But the Lord is going to move at his pace. And it is a pace that will give some of the disciples who need some time to catch up, God's going to give some time. So as you have been processing what the Lord has been doing here in the last couple of years, you still have some time to process and wrestle and weigh and ask good questions. Cast it out, Joel. You have some time. Sometime. The Lord is moving towards the Lazarus. There are good things ahead for us. This pace is fast enough that this church will also not be the same. As we spoke about at the AGM, if you look back where we are compared to where we were a couple of years ago, there has been a significant change. It's been slow enough for people to continue, and it has been fast enough. All the drivers are now going out. Thank you, Lord. If someone interprets that sign, I want to know. Um, There's room for you, and there's time. But don't lose track of where the story is going. Let's pray. Lord, we have experienced your goodness. People gave testimony to your goodness on Wednesday, on Sunday. And Lord, I I stand back and look 
in awe at what you have done. Look with awe. There are things here that we simply couldn't have engineered, which is a wonderful position to be in. That we won't take credit for something that is your work. Yet today here, Lord, we now give testimony to what you're saying and doing among us and the ways that you have confirmed that you are leading us in this direction, not simply wanting us to be open to other things. So Lord, as we become a church that will ask for more, that will seek more, would you sensitize us to your timing as well as to your your direction. That we might be disciples who walk alongside Jesus as he goes to do the greatest work that he would yet perform. Lord, would you make us people who will keep paying attention, who will give you all the credit and glory. Lord, have your way among us. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, my friends. Blessings. Blessings.